as we move forward in the developing argument of chapter 1 in Philippians 1, verses 7 to 8, what we're going to discover is that Paul develops an argument for why he believes that, as he says in verse 5, God is going to complete the work that he began in them, an argument that is very strange, which means we need to adjust our thinking and pray earnestly that God would show us in our hearts how to experience what he's talking about. So, Father, I pray that. We're going to see a, a kind of argument here that perhaps none of us has ever expressed before. And if this is something you want us to experience, like Paul, show us what it is and work it in us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So he has just said in in verse 6 that God, he is sure that God is going to complete the work that he began in them. And now he says, it is right or it is just for me to feel this way about you all. It's remarkable, isn't it, that Paul believes it is fitting. He feels some necessity to justify what he just said in verse 6 about how confident he is about their perseverance. And he says, it's right for me to have that kind of mindset. And then he gives a reason for why it's right, just, good for him to, to be that convinced Because I hold you, I hold you in my heart. That's a strange argument. I I have hold of you in my heart, which is why it's right for me to be confident that you're going to persevere to the end, that you are truly Christ's. So let's see if he sheds any light on that argument. He gives a ground for why he holds them in his heart, because you are all partakers with me of grace. So they are sharers with Paul in grace. They, they are tasting the grace, uh, channeling the grace to Paul in their support of him. They're delighting in the grace and particularly in relationship, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. So he sees evidences in them of even in his imprisonment, they are sharing with him in grace. So the grace that is sustaining and empowering Paul in imprisonment, they love that grace. They're leaning on that grace. They're sharing in it and being influenced by it because they're supporting Paul. Same when he was, uh, when he defends and confirms the gospel and he feels the power of God's grace working in his life. He senses they see that, they love that, they support that. And so he sees evidences in their life that they are real sharers in the grace of God. The grace of God has really gotten in to them, just like it is in Paul. It is sharing with me in difficult circumstances, including imprisonment and the defense and confirmation of the gospel. 
So his argument so far is it's right for me to be confident that you are going to persevere to the end. You are truly Christ, and he, he keeps all those who are his because, argument number one, I hold you in my heart, and I hold you in my heart because I see such evidence that you are, are sharing in God's grace in my imprisonment and in the confirmation. And then he gives an argument here. And I think this is a restatement, the first part of it is, of, except that he's calling God to witness here, of I hold you in my heart, because he says, how I yearn for you all. And I think that yearning and this holding them in his heart are the same reality. This is the the inward... Um, subjective, we might even dare say, emotional conviction or experience of yearning and longing for them or holding them in his heart. And then he adds one more amazing justification for why this is not a pipe dream, why this yearning has argumentative force that that should encourage them. He says, I'm yearning for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. Now, that's what I meant when I said earlier that this is an argument perhaps most of us have never used. Have you ever given encouragement to anyone by saying, I want to encourage you with the fact that you are fixed and firm in my heart. I'm holding you there and I am yearning for you all there, and I am totally persuaded that my yearning is the very yearning of Christ. My affection for you in this yearning, my affection for you in this holding is not my affection alone. I am deeply persuaded that the, that the grace of God and that the Spirit of Jesus in me is producing this yearning and this holding so that I can say it is not just I who yearn for you, but Jesus Christ is yearning for you in me and through me. That is an amazing argument. And all I can say is, if it seems strange to us, let's pray that God would create in us that kind of experience. So let me sum up where we have been in the argument. Um, let's do it like this. One, I see grace at work in you, and you are partakers with me. I see grace in you, God's grace at work in you that I share too. Therefore, Jesus has given me his yearning for you. That's that right there. I see grace in you. And it has produced an affection. And therefore, 
three. I hold you in my heart and therefore it is right for me to be confident about you. An amazing train of thought and worthy of much meditation that God would work in us this kind of experience where we know that by the Spirit of God, the yearnings that we have can produce a confidence that someone will persevere. I certainly long for a deeper walk with Jesus in that way.